Happy Halloween, Dumpster Dwellers! Welcome to episode 31 of Movie Dumpster. We're ending this trick or trash month with a bang this year, or should I say a boo? Uh, we got Night of the Demons from 1988, directed by Kevin S. Tenney. I'm Joe Lascola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor Dr. Claw. This joke will make sense in a few minutes, McGraw. Welcome to the Dumpster. Now it's time for party games. Yeah, we can play post office and you can be the stamp. <laughs> Please don't make me ill. <laughs> I was thinking of something a bit more in tune with the holiday. Like what? Bobbing for apples with razor blades in them? <laughs> no. I was thinking more along the lines of the seance. Hang on. Isn't there a little chancy? I mean, this is Halloween. All the creepy things are supposed to stalk the earth. It deals with demons. Demon resurrection and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant but are never truly dead. It's Halloween, Halloween! Have you forgotten? They're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a title one gets scared. Trick or treat. <laughs> it's because everyone talks like this. When <laughs> everyone sounds like they're after Inspector Gadget. <laughs> That, that is the one reference I would have never made with this movie. No. Now that you mention it, you're not wrong. Everyone has the same voice. <coughs> yeah, well, that's the end of that impression, everybody. Uh, dude, it fucking wrecks your throat. Um, this movie is the epitome of Halloween movies. And not only Halloween movies, but just fantastic pieces of 80, like well-put-together 80s horror um, I fucking love this movie. I would even argue just horror, period. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't seen this since I was like 12 years old, because this is when I would go down to uh, ADZ Video in Tom's River um, with like $10 and just come home with a sack of movies. Yeah, man, ADZ fucking Video, Um, when they went out of business, I bought a ton of shit from them. I, I didn't need to buy anything, because I think I'd seen their entire horror library. And I don't, like, I, it's funny, I think back on that, and like, I would walk in there as a 13-year-old kid, with no adult supervision and just like just take my hand and just like just start pushing movies off the shelf into like a little sack you just start walking around the back room and no one stops you go up there and no one carted me no one asked me for an adult nothing they're like oh yeah you're gonna bring home 14 radar movies cool with me yep it was like the fucking <laughs> toys r us run with the fucking cart and you just fucking smack everything into the cart yep um and they had everything yeah they had every friday nightmare uh halloween movie they had, that's where I saw Gothic for the first time. Even like the hard to find shit. They had like five five five. Like oh my god, they had like they had both nine seven six evil movies and two of the violent shit films. Yeah, I think they even had like a video video violence and they had like a, so much stuff. Uh, I can't even remember. By the way, don't ever watch violent shit, everybody. <laughs> um, I own it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, dude, wait. Video violence. A childhood friend of mine's dad is in that movie. I met the directors and I'm friends with them on Facebook. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're super nice guys. So let's uh crunch this plot. This is uh this is Evil Dead with more people. Yeah, sorta. <laughs> Not to be reductive, but it reminded me a lot of it. Yeah, but it's you know what? This is like really the only movie where I can even be like, oh well, this is like the Evil Dead formula and like done really fucking well. So it's Halloween night, 
and Angela's throwing a party at Hull House, which is this old funeral parlor. And um, she rounds up a bunch of her quote-unquote friends and um, brings them to this house. (laughs) And um, they accidentally release an ancient evil force that uh, kills them all. Vince Clortho. Keymaster of Gozer. Yeah, clearly. Obviously. I like how you made sure to say so-called friends because everyone in this movie fucking hates each other. Oh, yeah, they sure do. And no one's real friends. No one here is friends. Well, some of them are. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's like groups. There's like little groups and then there's like a bigger group, which is, you know, them as a whole. But it's weird because like Mimi Kincaid's character, Angela, um, is kind of like the gothic chick outcast, what have you. And I guess she just, I don't know what, uh, wants to have this party at Hull House for whatever reason because she's into that kind of stuff. But I, it, inviting these people doesn't make any sense because you have, like, jock douchebag fucking Jay <laughs> and you have fucking um, his friends and then you have Judy, who she doesn't really like, and then you have Suzanne, which is, like, a polar opposite of fucking Angela. But her best friend, apparently. It's weird. Yeah, you, you know... There's a line early in the movie, you know, I'm sure we'll be getting right into it, but uh, Suzanne, I think, even says to Angela, why do you invite all these people? They're all fucking nerds. And she's just like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to fuck with them. And then Suzanne just is like putting on her lipstick because like, well, hopefully you invited some boys because I want to get fucked. (laughs) So it's like, that's their whole motivation of doing this. It's like, Angela, to fuck with people. Suzanne, to fuck people. Yeah, there's fucking going on. And fuckery. In some way, shape, or form. That's about as much of a reason as you get for these people to be together in this house, is that it's creepy, and these two people have some fucking ulterior motives. And I think most of them were under the pretense that there was going to be a lot more people. Yeah, I think everybody thought there was going to be A, more people, B, they were going to get fucked, and C, they were going to booze it up and not raise a fucking demon. So, this movie opens with probably one of my favorite movie openings. This opening credit were awesome it's all animated and the fucking score and everything is just so fucking cool it is it is almost as good as the opening of reanimator oh yeah uh it's better than reanimator in my opinion maybe it totally is it's like a mix between like the best halloween decorations you've ever seen animated into like these creepy fucking ghouls and it's like this haunted house kind of because they go through they you know they they show the house and they show the spirits um but they're all like they they almost look like classic halloween decorations it's fucking so cool and the score is so goddamn good the score of this movie and the soundtrack they use it when i referred to as evil dead before i was looking for it's i'm like i I was watching this movie is evil dead but with like a weird 80s club goth aesthetic this is like the this is like the punk rock version of Evil Dead. Yes, except like in the corner, it's off singing "It's a Sin" to itself. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, we do get some Bauhaus in this, and uh, it's such a good fucking scene. Isn't there some fucking ministry in this movie too? Um, I don't think so. I think Stigmata was done by Ministry. No, that's Bau. That's Bauhaus. That was Bauhaus. The Ministry definitely covered it. I'm pretty sure. Stigmata Martyr. Yeah, that was off their first album. In a flat field. Fun fact. So, um... <laughs> so this movie the movie opens with this uh, animated shot of a jack-o'-lantern from the opening credits, and it fades into a, a, a jack-o'-lantern on top of a fucking car driven by uh, the character Stooge. And this, I, I gotta tell you, this guy's driving a car that's, like, right out of fucking Twisted Metal. I love this fucking car so much. <laughs> it looks it looks like a Mad Max vehicle. <laughs> yeah, it's all, like, spray-painted up, and it's, it's all metal and shit. It's got a fucking Exodus bonded by blood sticker on the fucking window and shit. Actually, and now that I say that, like... Stooge looks like someone who might be part of, like, a Lord Humongous crew. Oh, yeah. Probably. 
Yeah, he's just like a fucking metalhead, man. Yeah, and he, he's he's like a heavy set guy. He's got the mohawk. A lot of the characters in this movie are wearing costumes. Not all of them, but the majority of them, because again, it is Halloween, and his costume is just his regular attire with a fucking pig uh, snout on his nose. <laughs> and he's uh, he's a, he's right out of the gate. He is a crude motherfucker, man. So we have him, Helen, and Raj, or Roger, however you want to refer to him, uh, driving in his car, and they're on their way to uh, Hull House for Angela's party. I don't where the fuck are they coming from, by the way? Because it seems like it takes them, like, forever to get to this place. I don't know. I mean, they clearly live in the same neighborhood as uh, the rest of the characters because they pass this fucking old man. <laughs> And Roger's like, hey, 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 uh, Stooge, look at this. And Stooge fucking says, ah, Helen, grab the wheel. And he fucking climbs over to the window. <laughs> and they go, hey, old timer. And the guy turns and Stooge is hanging out the window with his fucking jack-o'-lantern underwear on. And he's fucking mooning the bastard. He's like, hey, old man, look in the mirror. Happy Halloween, asshole. They moon the old man from Friday the 13th who warns people about a death curse. <laughs> I found an eyeball. Stupid children, I curse you. But this guy's like proactive about it. Yeah, they all get this motherfucker. Like the whole cast of characters gets this motherfucker. Because right after that, he's like, oh, you fucking bastard. And he's walking and then uh, we're introduced to the character Sal. This fucking Italian fucking whatever. Oh my God, it's like he was part of that fraternity from Medea. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. He's way cooler than those guys. No, he's way he's infinitely more tolerable. Mm-hmm. He's somewhat likable. A- after we get past his um his douchebag exterior, he's actually a pretty uh, nice guy. Right. So he runs up to this old man and like dangles a fucking rat in his face, and he's like, "Ah, you son of a bitch!" He's like, "Oh, cool the pops, don't blow your fucking pacemaker or whatever." He goes, "There's no fool like an old fool," and he fucking runs off. Yeah. <laughs> And this uh this old man is carrying um apples and razor blades and that's going to be important way later in the film. Well, they'll get what they deserve tonight, Connor. Uh so they were introduced to the I I I like to consider her the main character. I guess she's the main character, right? Judy? Yeah. Uh so she's on her way home um to get ready for the party cuz they're not going to the party at first they're going to they're supposed to be going to a halloween dance at school her and her new boyfriend jay um and she had previously dated sal or fucked him or something but it's never really talked about to an extent but anyway she goes home and uh jay's like hey well fuck fuck that fuck that halloween dance let's just go to this whole house party she's like whole house jay that's fucking creepy with that creepy bitch angela he's like that's cool babe pick you up in 20 see ya yeah meanwhile she's like first gratuitous butt shot in the movie she's fucking getting changed and it just in the mirror you just see her ass like bare for like fucking five seconds yeah and this i have to comment on this because it was so stupid and funny at the same time fucking jay he's on the phone and he's like cradling this box of fucking vanilla cookies in his lap (laughs) (laughs) and the second he hangs up the phone he sticks his whole fucking arm deep into there he's ready man he's ready to stick his arm deep into something (laughs) He, he needs something to you know get him ready for later fucking vanilla cookies yeah some fucking vanilla wafers that you know what adequately describes his personality too he's just a fucking plain ass white guy until he becomes a douchebag oh god oh he's a fucking bradster for sure man so it cuts back to uh after he sticks his hand in the fucking cookie bag it cuts back to uh judy she's getting changed putting her costume on and she's got her bra 
on, and you you could pretty much see everything. Oh yeah. But uh, she goes to open her closet door, and her fucking brother jumps out. And this kid's a little shit. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, if your boobs get any bigger, you're gonna need somebody to tie your shoes for you. What is the the old horror movie trope of having a creepy little brother who's like, nice tits, sister? I don't know, but it's in a lot of shit, isn't it? Very weird. Yeah, just the one that comes to mind besides this is fucking uh, Elves with Dan Haggerty. Uh, I think my only experience with that is through fucking Best of the Worst on uh, Red Letter Media. It's something. It maybe, maybe, maybe for Christmas we'll do that one. Maybe, maybe. That's a good one. Is that the one where uh, Nazis uh, create an evil uh, murderous elf? Sure do. No, that's Santa Claus 2. <laughs> Actually, it's Santa Claus 3, because the goblin is fucking Martin Short. Oh, God. I saw that in theaters. I'm sorry. (laughs) I hope it was for free, Connor. I really hope you did not pay for a ticket for that. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, this kid is also in Ghoulies 2, P.S., and I think that's the only other fucking movie he's ever been in. I think I saw a picture, because when I was doing a Google search for some stuff from this, like, I'm pretty sure I saw him in a still from Terror Vision as well. No, that's a different kid. But that kid was also in Dexter, too, I think. Okay, and from a distance, they both look like the dude, the kid from The Blob, who gets murdered in the sewer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another thing of note, which I did forget, when he jumps out, he has this fucking haunted mask-looking fucking mask on. <laughs> it is the haunted mask. And uh, he fucking runs off with his mask, and he and he goes outside for, I don't even know why the fuck, I guess someone knocks at the door. Yeah. And Sal's waiting out there. When Judy first gets home, she's like, oh, Sal keeps calling, and, and she's like, oh, did Jay call? And, you know, they talk on the phone like we just talked about. But Sal's there, and he's just basically harassing this uh, this kid, Billy. Like, ah, oh, come on, tell me where your sister's going. He's like, I'll give you a quarter. And the fucking kid goes, what, what the fuck, a quarter? What is this, some kind of depression or something? He's like, oh, you little asshole. He's like, how, how about a nice chunk of change to loosen your lips a little? He breaks out of fucking George Washington. What bygone era is Sal from? Fucking t- 1960s uh, Brooklyn. You see a displaced time traveler? Thanks, John Hurt. I'm going to give you a quarter. It'll be, you'll be set for a week. <laughs> To be fair, I mean, these kids, so this is what, 88? So these kids were what, born in, these kids were born in the 60s, right? Um, well, there, I think Sal specifically was born in the 70s, and I only know that because of something that happens later in the movie. So I think they're all supposed to be like 17, 18. Well, yeah, but obviously some of us are older here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linnea Quigley clearly is. Oh, Linnea Quigley, yeah, she, I forgot she's in this movie. She's fucking great in this movie. I didn't forget she's great in this movie, of course. So, you know, he gets the information from the brother that she's going to Hull House with Jay for a party or whatever. Uh, so he kind of, he makes his way to Hull House. So Jay comes to pick her up, and um, her mom makes, like, these fucking fudge logs. <laughs> and they look like little pieces of shit. Yeah, they're logs all right, man. He's like, ah, I'm good, trying to watch my weight. And the fucking little kid's like, oh, they look like sun-dried poodle turds, mom. Don't we? It's fucking gross. And then there's like a weird shot of his mom. She's like, ah, really? And it just turns around and then that's it. Like, it's like a half a second long. Like, he really crushed her with that. There's some deep-ass, like, fucking uh, domestic shit going on here. You mean, first of all, that Billy's a piece of shit and has two cents for everything someone says? <laughs> oh, yeah, he needs a fucking ass-whooping, because where's Dad? We don't know. We don't know what happened. You gotta call fucking Medea to help that boy out. He'd fucking he'd bring out the old hammer right out the purse. Let me tell you something, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking hammer! You don't be fucking talking to your fucking mother like that, motherfucker! You open your mouth again, or I'll punch you right in the face. I will beat the blonde right off you. <laughs> 
So, oh my God, this fucking guy Jay is such a fucking scumbag. He's like, tr- he's like Happy Halloween, babe. She like comes out and he's like trying to kiss her and shit. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this fucking guy is trying to fuck this girl like right in the right in her living room in front of her mother and her brother. She's like, she's like, hey mom, six o'clock. <laughs> He also doesn't have a costume on. He's he's just too fucking cool for that. She's got like this Alice in Wonderland. Uh... He showed up looking like fucking what's his face from Miami Vice. He looks like fucking RDJ, man. <laughs> Kinda. That fucking that suit with the rolled up sleeves and the fucking unbuttoned uh, collared shirt. Yeah, I I could see it now that you mention it. Yeah, uh, like he's fucking in Weird Science or some shit. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall's gonna come around the fucking corner. <laughs> you know, when I was smoking the cigars and blah, blah, blah. And then after the Halloween party, we're all gonna go out and have donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Ju- Judy is, has this Alice in Wonderland outfit on. You know, we, we mentioned uh, Stooge. He has just the fucking pig you know, snout on. You know, Roger has a has a pirate costume on, and a couple other characters like someone's dre- you know this guy Max that they end up picking up is in like a surgeon's outfit. Every basically everyone has a fucking costume except for this dude. That uh, wait does does that dude's girlfriend have a costume? Because it looks like she was just in like was she in Scrubs too? She was dressed like Peter Pan actually. Yeah, Peter Pan. That's what I thought. I had no idea. It's Peter Pan, but like if if you don't see her get into the car in the next scene, like it's not really that obvious during the rest of the movie. So then we cut to the convenience store, and we have this fucking <laughs> gratuitous <laughs> shot of Linnea Quigley's ass <laughs> for like two minutes. Yeah, it just kind of sits there in in front of your face, and you can't help but but check it out. And then it, it pans the two uh, slack jawed clerks who are just staring into her ass like it's a singularity. <laughs> And then, like, it cuts to Angela, who then is like, "Good job, friend!" And then starts shoving shit into a trick or treat bag. This is a this is a great gag, though. Meanwhile, it's a f- it's a full store, and no one's saying a goddamn thing. Oh, they don't care. It's a it's an extended shot of her running around with this look of just like total glee as she just stuffs a bunch of shit into her bag. It's a good gag. I really like it. Um, it's I think it's funny. And, and Linnea Quigley, her name is Suzanne. She's just, she's basically just looking at garbage bags the entire time, and these clowns are just staring at her ass. And then uh, Angela gets all the shit she needs, and she runs out. And then uh, Suzanne basically gets up and goes to the two clerks. She's like, "Hey, uh, you guys got sour balls?" And they go, <laughs> "Yeah, why sure we do." The fucking tongue rolls out like the fucking Wile E. Coyote or some shit. <laughs> And she's like, oh, that's a real shame. I bet you guys don't get a lot of blowjobs. And then she just walks out. <laughs> well, see ya. Bye. You know what's funny is that it had been so long since I've seen this movie, I actually thought that Suzanne was Angela. Oh, geez. I just knew that Angela was... It's funny, I've never even seen the sequels, but I know these movies. I'm aware of them because everywhere I went, I saw these boxes everywhere. And I'm familiar with their covers. I've never seen two or three. Um, I own them. I don't think I've actually, I I might have sat down like once and watched three all the way through, but I can't remember for the life of me. I remember the second one. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> wow, That's, that, was, that was not a very confident answer. That's all right. I mean, from what I remember, I can't be like, it was so good. Um, it's got fucking Johnny Applegate from the fucking Applegates in it. I don't even know what the fuck that guy's name is. Uh, the kid from Tremors. Oh, okay. And, like, tits turn into hands and fucking squeeze some dude's head. Whoa, what? Yeah, yeah, and the lipstick, like, goes up somebody's vagina this time instead of in a boob. But we'll get to that. <laughs> anyway. 
we cut back to uh, Stooge and Roger and Helen in the car, and Stooge drops my favorite line of the movie. He goes to uh, Roger and Helen, basically, because they're trying to find the map to Whole House, and Roger and Stooge are fighting over, and it gets ripped in half, and he goes... I don't even know why I hang out with you two wipes. <laughs> he's got some choice. He's got some choice one-liners, man. I think "eat a bowl of fuck" is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one too. I just, I just feel like the the, the using "wipe" as a uh, derogative uh, for a person is just you know, it's it's just something. It's like chef's kiss worthy. <laughs> well, it's like ass wipes the shorthand. You know, this poor girl, like, the, I don't like, I don't know what her relation is to these two. Is she one of their girlfriends? She's somebody, but like, she just kind of wanders around looking distressed for her entire duration of the film. Well, she's berated by everybody. Yeah, everyone's like, shut up, Helen. Yeah, Stooge just calls her bitch the fucking whole movie. <laughs> he sure does. Uh, Hal Havens, by the way, um, he's done like a bunch of shit. Like, I know him from like B movies. Like, he's he's actually in uh, Sorority Babes. Um, in the slime bowl rama with Linnea Quigley, which is another... Oh, God. It's, a, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's... I've heard some things about that movie. Yeah, it's bad, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, this, the, you know, he's, he's been, like, doing a bunch of shit. He, like, co-directs uh, a bunch of stuff. He was on, like, Parks and Rec and shit, and I'm like, holy fuck. I, like, I didn't even... He was on, like, Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this guy's still working? What? Wait, are we talking about are we talking about Stooge right now? Yes, we are. Hal Havens. Holy shit. Yeah, he played a rancher on that show. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I really like his character. The character's a shit stain, but he's entertaining as hell. Oh, yeah. He's very much enjoyable. So where do we go from there? Well, Stooge's car fucking breaks down after this, and, uh... You know, they're, they're stuck on the side of the road. Meanwhile, Jay, you know, like I said earlier, picks up Max and Franny, which I, I don't know if Franny's name's ever said in the movie. It's in the end credits, so. I think that was me learning it for the first time, so. Jay says it, and then fucking Max says it once. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> those, are the, those are the ones I always fr- I always can't remember as Max and Franny. I know everybody else's. They're the least consequential characters in the movie besides maybe Helen. Um, I mean, Max has some pretty cool little, like, uh, ghost stories he tells, but other than that, he doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, well, he's dropping fucking lore bombs like crazy about this fucking house. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? I love it. I, I remember... I remember when I first saw this fucking movie, and I was like, this guy's gonna live. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, death by fucking amputation, I guess? I guess, or repeated blows the head from a coffin lid? Oh, he got his arm cut off with that coffin lid. I mean, was he like, not to jump ahead, but was he like, just not laying down flat and just not getting the hint? Like, maybe if I just lay down, I won't get hit with this lid. Ow! 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 I mean, you gotta, you gotta fucking demon smashing that thing on you. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one when it comes up, because the effects are a whole nother fucking ball of wax. Oh, God, the effects are so good. They're so awesome. Well, we got fucking Steve Johnson on this, man, fresh off fucking Fright Night. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, man, Steve motherfucking Johnson, my man. So we go from, you know, Stooge is outside the fucking car trying to fix it, and he's, he's giving Helen and Roger shit, and it's like, uh, Roger's like, ah, oh, it's right up that way, we could just walk. And then uh, Jay fucking drives by with the with the rest of the gang, <laughs> and he uh, he he slows down, and Max like is hanging out the fucking window, and he's like, "Oh, you guys need a hand," and he just starts fucking clapping. <laughs> These people are awful to each other. Uh, it's fucking funny as hell. It's entertaining as shit. It is though. 
Um, so then, uh, so then they get to they get to Hull House, uh, Jay and the, and and um, Franny and Max and Judy, and they come in and they're like, "Ah, this is fucking Hull. This is where we first get our first uh, little bit of um, the Hull House history." And Max is basically just like, you know, there was a whole family that used to live there, and then like apparently like somebody went crazy like one of the family members went crazy and killed everybody else in the house and then like fucking threw the maid in the oven and fucking burned her alive and shit um and then killed himself and his name was robert defeo yeah. what <laughs> amityville horror it was varlak or whatever the fuck that nun's name is oh uh valak i don't fucking valak who could care Fuck that movie. Oh, from The Conjuring? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with that? I'm specifically talking about The Nun, the movie The Nun. Oh, I thought that movie was good. Except for the ending. The ending sucked. Oh, you mean Demon Knight? Yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah, kinda. I don't... Fucking bullshit. First hour and a half was good. Anyway. <laughs> Did it have Billy Zane fucking yee-hawing the whole time? No, you're fucking dogging one of the best fucking <laughs> horror movies ever, you fucking scum. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so so Max tells the story, and he, he also makes a comment along the lines of, like, they never actually found out who committed all the murders because there was just so much blood. Um, and, and they showed the shot of this fucking house, and they also they also mention at some point, whether it's here or a little bit later, that it was originally a, a funeral home. Yeah, and there's still coffins there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this, this fucking house has to look like the creepiest motherfucking house I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. You couldn't pay me enough money to go in there. It's, it's, it is worse than the Evil Dead cabin, because, like, at least the Evil Dead cabin is just one little fucking rinky, it's like a room with smaller rooms, and then this is, like, this big, ridiculous, labyrinthian mansion with, like, three to four stories, and apparently a, a stream that goes underneath it? Yeah. Well, the creepiest thing in the Evil Dead cabin is the fucking basement, and you just lock that up and you're good. Yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, you think about Evil Dead, you know, with that movie in particular, you know, you just think people go to fucking up the cabins all the time, and that's that's the creepy part about that movie. Yeah. The isolate. It's the isolation, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Whereas this movie, it's like the second you get to this house, I mean, I get it, this kind of shit still doesn't exist, as far as I know, but, uh, uh, you know, I just one look at this house, man. I, I don't know. Like, the fucking cabin in Evil Dead, I'd probably still go in there, but not this. I wouldn't touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't touch that book or that recorder. Um, but yeah, like Connor was saying, there's a fucking stream that goes around this place, uh, an underground uh, stream, and it's marked by this brick wall that runs around the property. And it's, legend has it, it's to keep the spirits in so they don't cross... Uh, they, they can't cross running water. That's a, a bit of new information on me. Um, I'm with it. I mean, that's a vampire thing last I checked. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's a spirit thing, too. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm only saying that, too, because, like, this movie has done its homework. Um, like, there's a lot of funny shit, and there's a lot of quippy, like, goofy stuff in this, but, like, it fucking brings the fucking goods when it comes to, um, the backstory of what's in this house, or what it could be, and the fucking, uh, the effects, and, and, and all of that stuff, like, coupled together, along with some really fucking good and interesting uh, cinematography and filmmaking, like, it's fucking so good. Like, you forget, you, it's like a dream when you're watching this fucking movie, at least for me, anyway. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page, and, you know, I'm a bit biased with this movie because I just, my, probably my favorite, like, subgenre of horror is, like, demonic possession or, like, 
you know, paranormal type shit. And this movie, like, checks every fucking box that I'm looking for in a movie like this. For sure. This movie is stylistic as hell is what I was uh, thinking about when I was getting through it. Oh, yeah. Um, And it creeps up on you. You're like, oh, there's a guy talking about his, you know, wearing his mom's dirty panties. And then, like, this incredible shot of, like... Uh, you know, the glass all broken on the ground. Well, we'll get to that. Oh, that shot was so fucking cool. Uh, it's fucking so awesome. Um, okay, so anyway, um, so we, so they get there, and um, Sal is there, scares the shit out of him because he's, like, hiding in a coffin. And um, they're like, who invited this fucking jerk off? He's like, allow me to reduce myself. And the guy's like, oh, great. It's fucking Count Dingleberry, the flaming asshole of Transylvania. <laughs> Shut up, Jay. You're one to talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Jay was going to go in there and scare everybody, and then he's like, oh, fuck. And, and Judy's just like, ah, well, what are you mad at him? Because he ruined your joke? Like, because he beat you to it, you fucking douchebag? Yeah, they're off to a great start, let me tell you. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, like, berating her and then, like, trying to fuck her every chance he gets. And, there, and there's been multiple times up to this point already where she's basically backed away from him when he's tried to kiss her. Yeah, man, like, just stop it. Um... So then uh, Suzanne and uh, Angela show up, and they're like, oh, we didn't invite Sal. And then right after that, you know, we got Helen Stooge and Raj. They come in, and he's just like, all right, it's fucking time to party. And then the fucking music kicks up, and we're we're well underway. We're doing it. There's a, there's apparently a there's a there's a buffet table. Uh, yeah, of like pretzels and cookies. <laughs> a little a little one. Yeah, a teeny tiny one, but still uh, more than what I expected for a group of like eight people. <laughs> well, yeah, she also stole a she stole a bunch of shit. Like fucking, maybe they got some vanilla wafers. I mean, who knows? Oh God, Jay's hand would have been in that fucking box the whole movie. Jay's like, nobody touch the wafers. <laughs> the wafers are mine, man. Don't touch them. That's what you know. You wonder why his hands below the fucking frame of the you know the film the whole movie. That's why <laughs> he's got some in his fucking pockets, man. He does. <laughs> See, like Napoleon Dynamite with the fucking tater tots. His pocket wafers. Yeah, this one has a little lint on it just wipe it off <laughs> delicious um so everybody's kind of just going around and um judy can't light some candles and um because this lighter is she, she's got this lighter and it's it's shitting out on her and so angela lights some candles for her uh so judy throws a lighter on the table and she's like ah angela's like ah, i wouldn't do that uh don't want to piss off the demons uh or the spirits in the house for littering and shit and she's like ah fuck you and then uh, Angela walks away, and she just takes the lighter and, and pockets it, foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> that then every guy in the fucking house is just looking at Suzanne as she's like bending over again. Shocker! Yeah, warming her ass by the fire, shaking it all over the place. She puts her ass up to the fire, and fucking Max is sitting there trying to like you know get the fire going a little better, and he's just sitting there perplexed, and his girlfriend fucking just watches him staring at this other woman's ass, and she comes up with a fucking Coors Light, and she puts it right in front of his face, and he's just like, huh? He's, she's like, hey, why don't you cool off there? <laughs> yeah. She's shockingly okay with the entire exchange. Well, she kind of just lets it roll off, which, um, you know, that's pretty nice of her, instead of smacking him <laughs> upside the fucking head. Yeah, with the beer bottle. <laughs> yeah. Give her the old Mac treatment. Oh, yeah. I like it. Suzanne's mating dance is basically just walk up and go, hi, here's my butt. Yeah, well, she's like a fucking, <laughs> she's like a cat in heat, this one. And you really start to see now, you know, you already kind of get this vibe that Jay's a little bit of a slime ball. Oh, yeah. And then he he, he keeps looking at Suzanne. Like, I, all of them are, but he especially. The only one that's kind of not into it is Roger. He's kind of in the back just kind of like looking occasionally, but not really just flat out staring. I have some theories about Roger, and that is that... He is one of these people who got to this party and was like, I want to fucking go home. Yo, yeah. 100%. <laughs> 
And then the whole film, his whole character arc is, I want to leave and things are not letting me. Where's the goddamn gate? Yeah. I mean, even Helen's kind of in that boat because, you know, like we've been talking about, she just gets treated like shit the whole time by everybody. And eventually, I've, you know, a couple other things happen, but they're the first ones that are like, we want the fuck out. Um, Helen's mother used to be an acid head, so... Because she finds a fucking strobe light in her mother's closet and brings it in and everybody's fucking psyched. And then the party really starts. I know, I like how these people are like, I guess it's their way of saying like, well, I mean, we're here, might as well really enjoy ourselves. A fucking strobe light, yeah! You just kicked it up to fucking 11. Here we go. All right, now this party's really started. And then, um... They hear a noise. No, the batteries die in the fucking, uh, on the, on the, uh, the boombox. Oh, yeah. She was like, I can't live without my music. Someone makes a Duracell joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Haven't your assholes ever heard of Duracell? And this is why I love this fucking movie. It, it, you know, there's your first fucking uh, demon or ghost thing. The fucking batteries died, and they just put them in there today. Mm-hmm. My cell phone has no reception. Oh, wait, it's 1988. Well, that shit gets old fast, but, you know, the whole thing with electronics not working, I'm into. Like, that's old-school-ass shit. But it's subtle here, because it's like, ah, well, the batteries right now. I mean, fuck it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Th- th- there's a good uh, progression of events in this film. For sure. Um, and then, uh, then we hear a noise in the other room. And uh, Stooge grabs Rods and he's like, "Come on, buddy, we're going to check this shit out." Um, and then I guess he, I guess Stooge like just scares the fuck out of Raj because he comes back and he's like, he's like shook and fucking sounds like, "Hey, what's the matter, Raj? He was white as a ghost." Well, that's like that's Roger's default state for the remainder of the film. He just constantly like eyes wide and he's like just like covered in sweat. Well, his, his daddy was a preacher, man. He knows better than to mess with this stuff. Yeah, because right before this all happens, when they go in the other room, um. They're talking about doing a seance, and Angela says, oh, we need a mirror so we can all look at it and see our uh, former selves or past life. Past life seance, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, Suzanne has, like, her just little mirror she uses to do her makeup. And so what I – my reading on that was he was freaked out because he saw the mirror, and he didn't want anything to do with this shit. Well, I, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess it scared the shit out of him because I guess he saw himself. Anyway, Stooge is like, uh, hey, you're never going to believe this, and then fucking pulls out the mirror. And they're all kind of sitting around. Um, and also, this shot, it's like a panning shot. It shows them all sitting down in front of this mirror. But, like, if you – now, I've seen this movie, like, at least a 100 times. No fucking lie. Um, they're, they're, like, sitting down and, like, every everybody's just so, like, natural, I guess. They're so comfortable with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I can see that. I don't know. It, it just makes it believable to me. It's little things like 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 uh, Linnea Quigley has has like her leg like on Sal and he's I don't know they're like flirting I don't know I don't know it, it just it, it's just very real I don't know it feels real it's because these people feel like characters and not tropes but they are but they aren't you know what I mean yeah they they are but they're 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 highly stylized versions of those tropes so so all staring at this mirror. Um, and eventually it uh, it turns, starts to turn black. And then uh, Parthenax from Skyrim shows up to poke everybody <laughs> and go like, Where is the dragonborn? <laughs> the anti-Parthenax, for God's sakes. Nobody sees this, by the way, except Helen. And she freaks out and the fucking mirror breaks and falls. And that's when everybody starts berating her. It's a cool-looking puppet, whatever the fuck it is. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's like a dragon head, but it's just covered in spikes and horns and shit. Yeah, it's like an elongated skull with, like, a bunch of eyes that go up the side. Yeah. Um, it's really neat. It's like the embodiment of Judy. Well, Jody, you know what I mean. 
Jo- you mean like from Amityville, Jody? Yeah, yeah. The pig? Kinda. Pig demon? That doesn't look like a pig, though. Well, I just mean the the, the evil personified, I guess I should say. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, yeah, 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 essentially. Kind of looks like a fucking giraffe skull with a bunch of shit on it. You could almost say it looks like the evil dead. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it does not look like the evil. The evil, the evil fucking dead is a fucking just a couple of eyes and the tree thing. Shut up. <laughs> I got defensive. You got because I love them both, and this is not Evil Dead. Oh uh, no, I do. I also love them both, but this is kind of like Evil Dead. It's kind of like Evil Dead, especially in a few minutes. So, so then they they hear this fucking noise coming from the basement, and the the camera pans down, and you're now shown that it's like the crematorium, and uh, the fucking furnace door just swings open, and that that head thing is basically in there, and it does like the Evil Dead thing where it gets like the uh, the POV shot going up the fucking house. Yeah, and, and it's going. <laughs> All right, you got me. <laughs> it sure does. Um, well, it's effective. I mean, I don't blame them. It's totally effective. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It's fucking going through doors and everything. Mm-hmm. Especially where it comes from. Like, the idea that it's in this fucking uh, crematorium furnace is just creepy, you know? And then it leads you to believe, like, so it doesn't spell everything out for you, but, like, apparently, I guess that's the demon that was in the maid when she was burned, and, and it's just been lying dormant in the fucking crematorium? I think I got that impression later on. Yeah. um... They pull that skull out of the uh, the oven, and it's got, like, it looks like it had fangs. I think so. Yeah, th- th- there's also a scene coming up, I might as well just talk about it now, where um, Max basically gives another knowledge bomb, basically saying, hey, you know, before that family in the, f- in the funeral home were here, you know, when when people settled in this area, the Native Americans wouldn't even touch this land because they said it was cursed. And at one point, a brave basically broke off from the tribe and built a land here, and then they found him with a fucking teepee that he made out of, like, human skin and organs, and he was chewing on fucking somebody's leg. Yeah. That is awesome. (laughs) Which basically, the way, you know, that's fucked. You know, get the fuck out of there, man. Yep. I mean, who knows? Maybe they are Kandarian demons. They might be. It could be. So, uh, so yeah, this is that scene I was talking about with the fucking glass, and we and we see all the glass broken, and everybody kind of walks up to it, and it's so fucking cool, and I, I want to say this is all practical, like, they set this shit up and then just kind of, like, marked everybody's spot where they needed to be, because in the broken glass on the floor, it's all situated where, like, you can see each character's face, um, and you hear them talking. And they all kind of, they all, they all walk up to it individually, don't they? Uh, well, they kind of, like, walk up as, like, kind of like a group. I think. Yeah, but I feel like their their heads kind of pop into each shard, at least maybe a second or two apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking cool, man, and super effective. And there's, a, like, a blink-and-you-miss-it thing here, because um, I think Jay's like, what the fuck, Angela? Like, you, what, you didn't invite anybody else to this party? And you see her shake her fucking head no, like, in the in the reflection. And then I'm thinking, that that's why, I'm like, why the fuck, why the fuck would she just invite these people? Like, was it, did, like, did, like, the demon, like, influence her to like bring them there you know what i mean no i don't know and then there's there's kind of an air of that going on yeah i don't know um i don't know maybe she was just lining me up stacks of meat up for her her slutty friend this is true (laughs) sounds like that's the fucking size of it (laughs) the demon pov's up there and then you know from its viewpoint you just all the characters start being like oh man what's that smell oh god it's getting cold in here what the fuck it smells like rotten eggs yeah it smells like dead flesh and yeah and then like angela's like oh don't don't you guys see you know the stink the cold and and in the sound like it's all de- uh, signs of demonic possession and everybody fucking laughs at her <laughs> and uh 
then there's some there's some pretty good jokes here. Like Sal, when Sal and Stooge fucking go at it together, I think it's funny as shit. Isn't this where he sees eat a bowl of fuck, or is that earlier? No, he says it at the end of this whole exchange. But like this is the one where he's like, ah, oh, it's fucking Stooge wearing his mom's dirty panties, and Stooge is like, at least my old lady wears panties. You you just just wears a coin changer for the sailors. And then Sal goes, your mother couldn't give it away, and that fucking gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the demon just basically goes inside Suzanne's mouth, and you see like this. Uh, uh, almost like the smoke effect kind of going into her mouth. Yeah, the way they do this is cool because it's like, um, I guess what I, I, maybe it was a cigarette or what have you, but it's like filmed in reverse of her like blowing it out and then, um, you know, they, they play it back. Right, right. It's good shit. And they do this pretty cool thing. You know, Connor jokes about the... Uh, the Dr. Claw voice, but this is the first instance where you notice, like, basically up to this point, Linnea Quigley has basically been talking with a very, like, you know, valley girl kind of voice, and then once she gets possessed, she just starts talking totally differently. She has, like, a commanding, abrasive tone. Yeah. And everybody, like, stares at her because because they're like, because uh, Raj and, now, at this point, Raj and Helen are like, fuck this shit, we're getting out of here, like, I don't, I don't, we don't want to be here, and, uh, she says something like, uh, Oh, you know, people are like, oh, we're not going to leave. Like, we should stay here and party and blah, blah, blah. Linnea says, for tonight anyway, but I forget what it's in response to. But then, like, everybody's looking at her like, what the fuck? What is with this bitch? She been hitting the booze too early? Yeah. <laughs> or something. So, um, Raj and uh, Helen try to leave, and now Suzanne's possessed, so she takes fucking uh, Angela's car keys and, like, throws them to Raj. And Angela's like, the fuck are you doing? And she's like, it's all right, hun. It's your party. You ain't going nowhere. And um, so they leave, or try to leave anyway. Yeah, they go outside. They go outside the house. <laughs> that that line, though, gets me because it's kind of like the characters in the scene read that totally different than the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, it's your party. You're not leaving. And it's like, to them, it's just like, yeah, you're right. But to us, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's some shit's about to go down. So they leave, and then they're like, all right, let's party or whatever. And uh, Jay's like, hey, I'm going to go try to fuck Judy. Uh, we'll see you later. And uh, then Max and Franny are like, all right, I guess we'll go, too, because we're going to end up fucking, too. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to tell you stories while we find some place to have sex. Yeah. I'm, we're going to fuck in a coffin later. <laughs> and they do. And they sure do. And then, yeah. So it's just so then it's just Stooge and, and, and Sal and Suzanne and, and Angela. And Suzanne's like, I have to use the bathroom. Which one of you which one of you sexy guys wants to come help me? And Sal's like, Yeah, I'll fucking come help you, whatever. And she's like, Nah, I'm gonna take Stooge. And uh she takes him to the bathroom and then like runs in there and like locks him out and he's like, Ah fuck, I thought I was gonna score. <laughs> uh but bef- right before that, Suzanne like makes out with she like grabs Angela and like makes out with her and like passes the demon into her like a part of it. So now she's possessed too. So now her and Sal are fucking hanging out in the in the uh I don't even know what you call it the 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 living room with the fucking fireplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creepy as fuck too because Sal's sitting there and at first he kind of looks like he's trying to like maybe give her a shot like he's like I, I don't know, I could get I could be into her and then like she starts doing this really like fucked up like creepy kind of seductive dance and then he's just like uh maybe not he's like she's acting weird as fuck <laughs> all i have to say is take me because my goodness this woman <laughs> and this scene um is fantastic joe would have been a fucking demon uh yeah i sure would have i'll take that risk i would have been i would have been with fucking roger i would have been getting the hell out of there nope that's just something that would have would have happened i would have been fire would have got my tongue bitten out 
Right. Joe's like, I've, I've embraced my destiny. Yeah, that basically, my, my, my fate is sealed. So Angela does this crazy dance to uh, Bauhaus's uh, Stigmata Martyr. And this whole fucking scene is so cool. She's like doing this like interpretive dance thing. But it's like this sexy thing where she's like, it's just fucking, it's weird and creepy and sexy and awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, at some point, she gets the opposite corner of the room from Sal and then just crawls over to him like a fuck, like a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, and then the fucking strobe light starts going off and she's fucking dancing. And this is so cool because the fucking, there's a part in the song, I don't know for the listeners that haven't heard it, but there's like a part in the song where they start like reciting these these passages in like Latin and like some of it's like played backwards and forwards and it's like screaming. Um, and while this is going on, the strobe light is like flashing on her while she's dancing, but the cuts are so expertly placed because it's like in between each of these flashes and then like she's in one part of the room and then she's like in another part of the room. It's really fucking creepy. And then Sal's like, yeah, fuck this shit. I'm out of (sighs) here. Too weird for me. Yeah, too fucking weird for me. Stude shows up. He's like, I'm just trying to get any pussy I can get. And he fucking, he, he sounds like, hey, man, you watch out. She's acting real fucking weird or whatever. Uh, so he goes so he goes over to Angela and fucking uh, Sal leaves. And he starts dancing with Angela to, like, this slow song. And then Angela's like, you know, Stooge, I never noticed how sexy you was. Uh, kiss me. And then she fucking bites this guy's fucking tongue out. But it's this cool shot because, like, the camera's, like, spinning around them. As this happens, oh yeah, uh, and then she bites his tongue off, and as he's uh, pouring blood from the mouth, she fucking spits it at him. Yep, <laughs> awesome. So now we got three demons. We got Suzanne, Angela, and now Stooge has been initiated. This place is lousy with demons. <laughs> well, meanwhile, Roger and Helen are trying to get the fuck out of there, and the goddamn gate's gone. I like how Roger is like he's outside, like an inch away from the wall, like feeling up and down on this brick wall and he's like i can't find the gate i'm like are you gonna find it in one of those fucking cracks between the bricks like what are you doing our helen said she's like we've been around this fucking wall twice trying to find the gate (laughs) so (laughs) maybe it's like a fucking labyrinth illusion or some shit the fucking little worms he'd be like hello it's that way it's like what are you you looking for the adams family-esque magical brick that will just let you out and he's like no i've done this before it's okay i gotta knock on some of them yeah hagrid shows up with a fucking umbrella (laughs) pull the fucking lantern and then it'll open. I, I love this scene too because uh, Roger, while he's doing this, he's he, he's like real close to the wall, like you were just saying. And then he turns around as the camera kind of zooms in on what he's doing, and it pans out again. And fucking Helen is just nowhere to be found. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's creepy. I think we I think we cut back to. Um... I think it's like Jay trying to fuck Judy, and then he ends up like locking her in a room. Well, yeah, because she doesn't want it. Yeah, because they're initially in a group with Max and Franny, and then Max and Franny are like, "BRB, gotta fuck." Yeah. And then uh, Jay's like, "Our turn," and she's like, uh, "No, not in this fucking decrepit, condemned, dilapidated building." Uh, and he's like, "Why do you have to be such a fucking tease?" Ah! And then like, <laughs> he's like, "You fuck Sal, fuck me." Yeah, like, r- yeah, God, he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. Um. And, like, runs out of the room and slams a door, and it locks Judy in this room. For the next 25 minutes. Um, so then Raj, like, go finally goes back to um, Angela's car and, like, gets inside because he's, like, freaked out. And then there was a vision before in the mirror of, like, this fucking dead body, like, hitting glass. And then, wouldn't you know it, fucking Helen's fucking body gets fucking slammed right on the <laughs> windshield. <laughs> It it should have come with like a little fucking Batman esque like caption where it says splurt. 
there's no musical cue. It just goes like, and just hits the fucking windshield. Yeah. So he fucking freaks out and then runs back into the house. Well, then then Sal finds uh, because basically earlier Suzanne she she ran into this bathroom and then like we talked about Stooge couldn't get in and now later on uh, the door is just fucking open and Sal comes by and he sees her like and she has this fucking makeup drawn all over her face like basically <laughs> in a heart shape. And she's like, yeah, with like the lipstick. Yeah, and, and and she's like, how do you like my makeup? And he's just like, uh, you're acting really weird, Suzanne. I can't seem to get it right. You know what's weird is that as this was happening, my brain uh d- did a weird thing because I noticed that Judy was dressed as Alice in Wonderland and she was drawing hearts in her. I'm like, are there a bunch of weird Alice in Wonderland uh, references in this? And then for like five minutes, I couldn't come up with any. I'm like, all right, dumb theory, move on. <laughs> Where's all the other references? God damn it! Yeah, I was like, "That's the Queen of Hearts," and I'm overthinking this. Okay. <laughs> Demons. Well, it does a great job of of conveying to the other characters that like something's wrong, but also showing that this demon is just doesn't understand what a human is supposed to act like. <laughs> I kind of like that. I, I love it, dude. Like the demons, and he's like, "There just didn't come any fucking instructions." <laughs> How do I use this? I don't know what I'm doing. Let me rip my shirt open and shove it in my tit. Oh, man. That's coming. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Sal. Sal's like, ah, this is too fucking weird for me, man. He's like, I'm going home. I'm going to my real home with fucking plastic sheets on the furniture and shit. Ta-ta, dollface. <laughs> I like that Sal is the one who just keeps coming across people as they're getting weirder and weirder. And, like, <laughs> him and Roger are, like, the most rational of the bunch. I want to go home. You're all fucking weird. Well, that's what I was saying at the beginning. Like, he's such a jerk off. But then it's like, ah. This guy's pretty smart. Like it's it's one of the it's refreshing to see a horror film, especially from this era, where people see something is wrong and their immediate instinct is like, nah, fuck this. I am gone. Yeah. As opposed to like as opposed to people leaving one building and going out into the middle of the woods going, David, where are you? David. <laughs> and the best part is they can't fucking get away. <laughs> right. They literally can't. Concerted efforts to get away from this peril and they're just stopped. The only other person that basically knows what's going on is Angela, and the demon knows well enough to take her out immediately. Well, she's a she her and Max are like the the, the ones with the most knowledge of what the fuck's going on. Right, right. Demon flipped a coin. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah that she shoves this lipstick into her nipple and it just like disappears into her body and then jay f- uh, okay i'm sorry you're really you're really downplaying the weirdness of this okay <laughs> yeah man <laughs> i don't know how to convey it on an audio podcast i'm sorry it is very weird it's okay this is really bizarre because she's she's like she's got this lipstick first of all I'm like i was staring at this and like that's a fake body, but okay, I'll go with it. It looks pretty good, though. I mean, it looks pretty good, but then I, the more the longer I stared at it, I was like, <laughs> "Look at her head bobbing back and forth." You want to know a funny aside about that? I read on IMDb that apparently the guy that fucking did the mold for her b- fake boobs is her fucking husband now. Well, no, Steve Johnson. Uh, they were married and then they got divorced in '92. But yeah, they oh. like. <laughs> He like he like did the molds of her breast and then they just like started dating after that. Wow, that that might explain why it looks as good as it does. <laughs> um, but like she is like taking this lipstick and she's like drawing her face. And then she goes down her neck. She just pops her shirt open. Uh, she goes down her neck and then starts drawing like a fucking dark city esque spiral up towards her nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like takes his whole stick of lipstick. And just goes bloop and just sticks it inside of her nipple, like full on, like like knuckle deep into this. And then just like takes her finger out and goes like 
Well, now that that's done. What re- what's really disturbing is she's like fishing it around in there for a second. Yeah, she's and like, it's like, oh. she's like she's like, nope, it's out of place, out of place. There it is. Oh god, like I could. Uh, it is a really cool effect though, because like once she pulled her hand back out, I was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. I'm not sure where it went. I'm not sure how they did this. What is that made of? Uh, that's how demons eat through their nipples. <laughs> <laughs> they, they love lipstick. They piss their fingers. Uh, where do we go from here? Jay walks in. Because, you know, he can't get, you know, Judy won't fuck him. So he's just like, ah, fuck her. Wasting my goddamn time. Ah, Suzanne. Nice to see you. Yeah. I like that Jay is so desperate. He walks into this room where this woman is clearly has lost her mind. And he's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> well, he's, she, he's like, hey, you're the one throwing your pussy all over the place. Can I have some of that? <laughs> And she's like all fucked up, dude. She's got like and it's a, still on the table. Like her boobs are hanging out, and her she's got a fucking heart drawn on her face and like lipstick. But I guess it's not that weird because it's Halloween. Like yeah, he just looked at that and said, "There's nothing regrettable about this situation." Well, she starts fucking taking his pants off to fucking suck him off, and he's like, "All right, let's do it. Fuck it." Well, then it cuts, and you, you don't find out what happens with that right away. But you get this scene where where Sal's kind of circled back around to where the fireplace is, and Angela's just sitting there in front of the fire. And he's just like, what the hell are you doing? And she says, oh, I'm just warming my hands in the fire. And she turns around her fucking hands like the flesh is burning off the bone. Yeah, it's good. Because he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Now I'm extra out of here. You're all <laughs> really, really weird. Okay, now now it's it's time to go for real this time. <laughs> her fucking hands are on fire. Fuck. And, but he doesn't run out the door. Doesn't he, like, run upstairs? Oh, yeah, he runs upstairs, and then you get back to the scene with Jay and uh, Suzanne. And now he fucking Jay's laying on the ground and, you know, cuts to uh, Suzanne taking off her panties and, like, lifting up her skirt. And she just fucking, you know, she, she mounts him, and he's like, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, she's fucking him, and uh, she's like, what's wrong with my face? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, stop looking at me. He's like, what? And, uh... Then she fucking goes full demon, and she's like, stop looking at me. And he's like, ah, what the fuck? And she grabs him by the face and jabs her fingers into his eye sockets, and his fucking eyeballs pop. Yeah, it made me squirm. Oh, my goodness. It's such a cool effect. So now Jay's dead as fuck. And good. Fuck him. And see ya. (laughs) Goodbye. Unfortunately, he does come back. Yeah. In a very disturbing, uh scene i must say <laughs> yes i mean as much as i dislike the guy that's a pretty fucking disturbing look he has with the goddamn eyes gouged out so max and fran are in a coffin yeah and they're fucking in a coffin and uh more boobs she's like i don't bend that way and he's like ah, this is worse than my brother's v-dub and i'm like why are you fucking in the coffin man even that's a little that that's a stretch for me for christ's sake and I feel like I would do that. I feel like I I get not wanting to be on that fucking floor because yuck. But like you're ne- you're like, well, everything here is too dirty. I guess the only option left is the coffin. They say before that they're like, "Uh, you want to do it in the coffin?" Yeah, why not? I mean, sure, but like it kind of freaks me out cuz like my naked ass is in this coffin where a dead person was totally laying. Not yeah, so much yeah. the dead person, but like what if there's like residual embalming fluid in there and it like sweats into my ass? And I get, and I die from it? Dear God, no. Yeah, that's scary. Well, that was the risk that uh, Franny and Max were willing to take to get away. <laughs> They're like, look, we got a list of locations we got to cross off. This is one of them, all right? It's on the bucket list. Let's do it. It's on their daredevil list. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 25 daredevil points if you fuck her in the coffin. Fuck her in the coffin. Hope you're using a rubber. So they're going at it, and then Stooge walks up, and he goes like, <laughs> and he fucking breaks Franny's neck, and he, and Max is like, oh, no, Stooge, no. No, don't do a bad dog. <laughs>
Does he have some stoogie snacks? Stoogie snacks. So he like grabs Stooge by like the 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 sweat the sweatshirt, and then fucking Stooge just starts slamming this coffin down on this dude's arm, and he's just slamming it and slamming it until his fucking arm just fucking gets cut off by it. I'm just imagining right now like someone taking Stooge's like face and rubbing it into a, like a puddle of piss. Like you do this, bad Stooge, bad Stooge. <laughs> Is this pre or post demonification? He's like a. <laughs> He's their mog. That's some kink shit that I think he's totally into before this. <laughs> Fucking Helen doing it to him. Put the diaper on me. Ew. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. Oh, he's that guy from fucking CSI who has a big old baby crib hidden behind his office. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stan from No Name Norm. Jerry Orbach? Jerry Orbach's fucking crib. Jerry Orbach was on Law & Order, not CSI. Oh, I never fuck. I don't know. I don't watch either of those shows. So yeah, Stooge, uh, I, I guess he kills uh, Max in there by severing his arm. Oh yeah, lost of blood. I mean, yeah, you're fucked regardless because you're trapped in a coffin and your arm's in the floor in a, in, a, in a meaty chunk. Also, your dead girlfriend is likely asphyxiating you. So from there, uh, I think Sal's creeping around upstairs, right? Yeah, yeah, because because Roger runs back in after he gets freaked out by the dead body. Yeah, he scares the shit out of Sal, and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? He's like, what's going on? And they're, they're looking for anybody that's alive, and they, they hear Judy basically at the door... Like, screaming, ah, oh, someone please let me out. Someone, come on, help. Yeah, and he, like, kicks the fucking... He's, oh, oh, by the way, he's like, he's like, oh, it's... Okay, before this, Angela's like, hey, Sal, how you doing? And he turns around, and it's, like, obviously Demon Angela. And Judy's like, oh, help me, help me, or whatever. And Sal's like, oh, who else could it be, Rog? It's gotta be Judy. And I'm like, dude, she could totally be a fucking demon, man. Yeah, it's, it's a good fake out. Yeah, but it, she's fine. She's just normal. Because she couldn't get, she, they couldn't get to her. She's like, help, I've been out of the movie for 20 minutes. I don't know what's going on. I couldn't be there for a week, so they put me in a room. <laughs> Fucking Daniel Ball when hands are a script. Yeah, and he got there, what, did he get there via John Hurt Purtle? A Purtle. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> a portal. That's who put them there in the first place, man. John Hurt Purtles. He's hanging out of the portal, like, and, he, and he's handing the script to her. Take this if you want to live. <laughs> Here, here's a lighter that doesn't work. Good luck. I'm off to ruin other people's realities now. I figured I'd round up some demons and put them on there. Why not? Fuck it. I don't know what accountability is anymore, regardless. <laughs> oh, are we having a Halloween party? I love parties. Dr. Buchanan gets stuck at Hull House and he just takes the car and go, Ah, where I'm going, I don't need roads. And he just flies away. <laughs> With Angela. Bye, dicks, my cock, and teleport. I don't have to drive through a gate. Goodbye. Uh, is this the, is this the cool shot of Angela floating down the fucking hall? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Made me think of the fucking penguin from Blues Brothers. It's so fucking good, man. I guess she's on some kind of like dolly or something and they're pulling her along. I don't give a shit. It looked awesome. I don't care. I don't care if she was just actually flying. No, I know. It's it, it's super effective. It looks great. Wasn't there, and uh, it might have been before this, but I think it's when Sal sees her with her hands on fire, they do that fucking vertigo shot. Yeah, they, they do like the jaw zoom. And because it was such a contained area, it looked really fucking cool. Oh yeah, because you had a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, depth of field there because they're like, the the hallway that he's in plus like the um the frame of like the the doorway that he's in and shit it looks really good so sal and roger looking around they're they're with judy and they're looking around and then doesn't roger like run off or some shit okay yeah well roger runs off like eight times but he, he literally leaves judy and and sal because uh, Sal and Judy come across Suzanne and she has fucking Jay's like his dead body in her lap and she's like hey guys how about an orgy 
And she's like, I'm sure if we try hard enough, we can get Jay Hart again. Yeah, is this where Sal gets tossed through a fucking window? Yeah. He's like, Judy, run! And uh, Suzanne goes full demon and fucking punches him out a fucking window. He falls into, like, an air shaft, and he and he and you don't see him again for a few minutes, so it's kind of up in the air, but he, he wakes up in there, and he's like, ah, a fucking air shaft. He's like, ah. No wonder they didn't have any of the windows boarded up. We were never getting out of here alive. Yeah, because it's like a, it's like a board, it, it's like a, a boxed-in portion of the house that is like a little tiny alleyway, courtyard, what have you. And there's windows, but it just leads to like this pit, basically. I will say, like, there's a lot of cool, like, uh, like practical stunt work for a horror movie. Like, there's a lot of people falling off shit, going through shit. Um, Things get broken. People are set on fire. What was it? Was it, the budget's like one point two million, isn't it? Yeah, and it, I I think I read it made uh, three million. Yeah, uh, three and change. It fucking kicks some ass. It premiered it. It premiered in Detroit, um, and then was re, it was like a regional hit or some shit. Like it didn't even go all over the place. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I was reading. Uh, you know, Wikipedia was even saying if it had gone worldwide initially, it probably would have made another ten mil. Yeah, easy. Holy shit. <laughs> So, so this is the part two when uh you know Judy's separated from everybody because you know Roger runs off because he sees Angela and then you know fucking Sal gets thrown out a window and then all the doors start slamming and opening and slamming. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. And then we have Stooge, Suzanne, and Angela on the hunt for Judy. She runs into Franny and Max. Um, and they're they're resurrected from the dead. Something I noticed about this is like even if they filmed the same three to four hallways in different ways they make this place look huge oh yeah it, it feels like again like you said before it feels like a like a labyrinth of 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 a set because didn't um didn't kubrick actually make that hotel look like way bigger than it is by having uh, just shots of danny peddling fucking everywhere i think ba- basically right like just up and down the same hallways and around corners, yeah so it just felt like it kept going forever they, they have this great shot when uh judy runs into this room where uh Franny and Max are where they were with inside the coffin and uh she's looking around there's all these other coffins in this room and this fucking Max's arm jumps up like it's idle hands and fucking starts grabbing her at the leg and she just th- this woman can fucking scream I gotta tell you right, she's good and she can act too she's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's good she's attractive she can act and she could scream really well so bingo bongo I guess that's why she's the main character <laughs> yeah she has like a five minute block during this 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 portion of the film where she's just running to rooms bad shit's happening and she's screaming almost the entire time yeah and even though i had headphones in and it got a little annoying i was like yeah you know what good on her i probably i i don't blame her at all that's fucking some scary shit until i didn't have a voice until i couldn't li- i literally couldn't talk anymore i'd be screaming this arm effect looked awesome oh it looked really cool oh yeah uh especially when it's up in the it's actually it's it's grabbing her ankle and it's it's like flexed upwards um, and she's whipping it back and forth. I was like, I don't see the magic there. It looks really good. <laughs> uh, again, it's fucking, it's Steve fucking Johnson, man. Doesn't she, doesn't she get onto the roof? Something, she like busts out a window. Well, she sees Roger. She sees Roger at the end of like a hallway and she starts like running towards him. He, he's outside and uh fucking stooge comes around a corner <laughs> he's already outside the building well he i guess he ju- he went out a window didn't he or did he go downstairs he went downstairs yeah it, I, I, I don't, don't know, know but it, like it's like it's like his third attempt to leave well he went back outside because he's like well jesus christ this fucking it's it's no better in there than it is out here and at yeah. least i can see what's coming <laughs> yeah i've got i've got no hallways obstructing my fish exactly she's on the roof um well it's not like a roof it's like a deck or something because she's looking out over this like uh this railing out into like the the whole property and Roger's down there. He's like, "Hey, come on!" 
Um, and then, oh, he's getting her attention because he's trying to point her that Angela's also up there, uh, and Stooge is as well. And she needs to jump off, and she's, he's like, I'll catch you. Uh, and then Sal, like, teleports all the way up to the, on the roof to the left of them. Well, he climbs up the air shaft. Yeah, he climbs up, and he tries helping, and then, like, Angela grabs him, and they do, like, three fucking flips off this roof. Oh, well, he, yeah, he, like, sacrifices himself to help Judy, and he fucking just, like, tackles her off this fucking roof. Yeah, and they do, like, they're, like, they're coupled, and they do several rotations, and they hit the ground. And then Sal gets it through the fucking chest. Uh, very, uh, in a, in a very Sleepy Hollow-esque way. And Angela looks dead, her head's busted in the pavement. And then he has a tombstone all of a sudden with his name on it, it said, Died Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she's, Judy's hanging off the fucking side of the roof, and you know, the whole way she got up there was she goes up to the attic, and it just has this fucking balcony off the side of it, and Stooge is following her up. So she's hanging off the balcony, and Roger's saying, you know, oh, if, you know, if you fall, you're going to die, but just sh- try to shimmy over, because he's kind of like on, he's outside, but he's kind of on like this uh, first floor, you know, terrace or whatever you want to call it. It's like a it's like a patio or something. Right, right. So she's like shimmying on this like brick, uh what would you even call it, like, balcony railing, and and right as she's about to jump off, fucking Stooge comes up and, and goes to grab her, so she falls, and, and you know, she falls on Roger, and, and she's like, oh, thank God, I'm okay, and so they go to go run away, and Stooge just fucking jumps down, and then, yeah, and then Angela pops up, she's already down there with them, and she's like, yeah, I'm not dead. <laughs> Fool you! When Angela and Stooge fucking start coming out, they just run back in the house, and they end up in the basement, next inside the crematorium it it looks like the this is very specific but uh it reminded me of like the second room in saw five where all those fucking idiots have to uh get the keys out of the jars and they get blown up never saw it i tapped out at three <laughs> it's the worst in the franchise but yeah it's, it's a crematorium so so they're in there and Judy says basically that whole spiel that Joe just said where it's like, oh, it's Halloween. Like, I think this is the only day that they're allowed out because, you know, because they keep saying, oh, we're, you know, people keep saying to the demons, oh, go to hell, go to hell. And they keep saying, not tonight, not tonight. <laughs> now we're good. We came back just for you. And they're, the demons have to possess them before daybreak because essentially after halloween after the next morning um they have to they, you know they go they go dormant again until the next halloween i believe that's the, that's what happens so then judy realizes that the the furnace that this fucking demon came out of with the pov shot is actually you know is a furnace like they're not picking up on that right away and she, and she goes she goes in there and she finds the fucking aforementioned uh maid skull just fucking burned up in there and then um they can't get out so so Raj, Suzanne, and, and no, I'm sorry, not Raj. Stooge, Suzanne, and Angela are trying to bust down the door to the crematorium. And uh, Raj and Judy come up with this great plan to fucking bust off. Uh, they turn on the. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Roger is fucking cowering in a corner. He doesn't do shit. Ro- Ro- Roger has a nervous breakdown and just fucking cowers in the corner while Judy's like. Judy's like, I have a plan! And Roger's like... <laughs> anyway, so Judy Judy fucking has the plan. <laughs> to, to, she turns on the fucking gas and kicks this fucking gas pipe off. And uh, she's like holding it towards the door. And she's got, uh, you know, the uh, the aforementioned lighter that she decided to put back in her pocket instead of leave it at the uh, on the table. And she's trying to light this fucking thing. The demons finally bust through and she fucking finally sparks it up. And she's like, thrill me. And the fucking gas flies out at them and they, uh, they get burned. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, cool, cool fire stunt because two actors uh, do uh, they do they get lit on fire? They do a little nice fire walk out into the hallway, screaming in slow motion. It's pretty awesome looking. Yeah, because because originally they're like, oh, we can just hang out in this crematorium all night, and they're not gonna be able to do shit to us. But then like the fucking you know all the bolts start like popping off the door. Yeah, they like unscrew themselves and shit. It's really cool. Yeah, and then like after the fires, and she burns them. She's like, she's like, Roger the valve, and Roger's like, <laughs> and then finally like after about a minute of just cow. He finally crawls over and turns the valve. I feel really bad for Roger. He just wants to go home. But then a fucking skeleton reaches out and grabs him on the shoulder. The coup de gras. <laughs> the fucking skeleton ant. Fine, I'll help as long as nothing bad happens to me. Oh, god damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> so then they, they kind of think, you know, all the demons are dead or whatever, and they kind of, like, jump over the bodies, and, and then they and then they run out of the house, and they try to get over the wall. Well, they, they go back into, the, like, the foyer, and, and, and Angela and all of them are still coming at them, and this is the part where Roger's just is like, you're not going to fucking get me, and he, and he somersaults out a window. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he straight up looks at the... Because the room's full of demons. Let me, let me play this... Let me play the field that for everybody. It's like Roger and Judy are getting cornered by all these reanimated demon uh, corpse zombie friends. Um, Roger looks at them, looks at Judy, and then looks over toward a, f- a fucking window and goes, You ain't getting me! Runs and does a fucking jumping, flipping senton through a goddamn window <laughs> and just flatbacks on the fucking soil. It's pretty great. Like, he looked at demons, looked at his friend, and said, Nah, fuck this. And <laughs> I, he's had just about window. enough... Yeah. <laughs> and the, the effects look so good because this goes back to you, you see Jay I mentioned this a little bit earlier but like you see this, the fucking gouged out eyes and he just looks like he's like moaning and he's in pain but he's like walking towards Judy not to mention all the other ones and it, it, it's fucking creepy all of them look great too uh, that's another thing like this movie's uh as silly as as we might be making it sound, like it's legitimately creepy. Especially if you nah, this movie takes itself super seriously and it's awesome. Yeah, especially if like you don't watch it with a group of assholes and you just watch it by yourself. Like there's some legitimately scary parts in this movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I feel like I feel like the idea that there is a remake, which I guess we'll talk about more in depth when we're done. Like I feel like you probably had a good chance to really take advantage of today's technology and do something cool with like this little foundation. And eh, they probably didn't. Nope. <laughs> I can attest. So then, yeah, Ju- Judy, uh, she she follows Roger, and, and like you were talking about, Joe, they run towards the wall. And, you know, Roger's just like, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. And they they find, like, this uh, this string or, you know, this, this fucking barbed wire hanging off the side of the wall. And, and Judy's like, oh, it's, it, I can't, I can't, it hurts too much. And Roger's just like, fuck this. And his he starts climbing up and his hands are bleeding. Fucking watch this. Yeah. <laughs> it's either that or get decimated by demons. He's like, he's like, I could jump in out windows. He's like, I've been hiding in cars. I've been hiding in basements. Nothing's working. I'm climbing this barbed wire. Hands be damned. And he does. He, he fucking makes it out. Roger climbs this fucking wall faster than he probably had any right to. Um... And gets to the top, and he's like, oh, yeah, come on, hurry up, Judy, and uh, whatever. <laughs> there's demons behind you, come on. Yeah, there's demons, Hur- hurry the fuck up. And at some point, he just, like, pieces out and jumps off this wall to his to his own safety, and <laughs> poor Judy is left dangling on this barbed wire. Well, well, Stooge comes out, and he's all burnt up, and he's, like, coming at her, and she falls because he uh, grabs her leg and burns a fucking hole out of it. And, uh, you know, like you just said, Roger falls off the side. And for a minute, it looks like he's just going to leave her. But she's screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God. 
and then uh, you know Roger has a has a fucking change of heart and he jumps back up and he's he puts his arm back out. He's like, "Come on, Judy, hurry!" Yeah, he grabs her and hoists her over. Um, and then I guess uh, Parthenak shows back up. <laughs> yeah, this fucking great ass demon head shows up above the house. It's like, wah, 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 wah. oh no. Back into the model. What is this fucking house? No, it's fucking Beetlejuice. Oh, God. Better yet. Parthenex, Parthenex, Parthenex. It's showtime. And then the fucking sun comes up and just fucking everybody kind of poofs. Well, it looks like like they have it. It's like a projection over the wall and it's kind of translucent. And it does this weird thing where instead of like going like, like disappearing, it looks like it goes back into like, like a genie's lamp. Like it gets sucked into something. Yeah, but it's but it's the actual image of this monster head, not just like a, a cloud of mist. Like it actually it distorts and warps and kind of just so dissipates into nothing. Yeah, I don't know how they did that, but it's pretty awesome. Oh, that's a lot coming from you. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I um, know you don't know everything, but sometimes I think you know everything. I don't know everything. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could figure it out. Look, I look, I tell people you know everything. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say that that was projected onto. Uh, water, like the reflection, and then they filmed that, and then sucked it in. I mean, that's a way or a mirror or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, magic. I'll just go with that. It was. This is actually a documentary. It was all real demons. There's no special effects in this movie. It's all real. The stories are true. All of it. The Jedi. Everything. The Jedi. <laughs> So Roger and Judy escape, uh, and it cuts to them holding hands, and they're walking down the sidewalk the following morning. Completely defeated, by the way, and I, lo- and I love this. Yeah, totally, and Roger's like, I can't fucking believe I-, I stayed behind to rescue you. I love this because they, you know, right there where the demon gets sucked back into the fucking ground or the, 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 the crematorium or, or the furnace or what have you, like right there... I feel like they'd be like, oh, we're safe, cut to black, but it's not. It's like these two are like catatonic and totally fucked up. It's important to note, the black guy made it. Sure did. And I like, I do like horror movies that have more than one survivor. Um, I don't know, it just it makes it feel a little different. I think it makes it seem a little bit more realistic because you're accomplishing uh, more with two people than you are with one. And they aren't a couple, they're just people who know each other. Yeah. Just people looking out for one another. And then our, our fucking old uh, uh, curmudgeon bastard from the first part of the movie uh, shows back up. Oh, he gets his comeuppance right here. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, hey, hey, you, get, you deserve all of it. He has no idea what happened to these kids. He's just being a spiteful prick. Um, and then he goes inside and he sits down, sits down to have breakfast. And like his wife like gives him like an apple pie. Yeah, she bakes him an apple pie. And she's like, here you go, bakes dear. Me apple pie. She's like, it's like seven in the morning. Here's a fucking apple pie. Well, breakfast. Breakfast for old people. Well, she's been up since 4 a.m., Connor. And uh, she's like, I had all this time to make an apple pie, so I did. Here it is. And then he starts biting into it, and then he starts having, showing some discomfort. And then, holy shit, razor blades pop out of his throat. Because there were razor blades in the apples in the apple pie. Now, here's my thing about this. A, it was awesome. Because uh, it looks disgusting. Um, B, um, it comes out of left field. Um, and C, how did he not feel the razor blades in his mouth? Um, because that apple pie is just too goddamn delicious. <laughs> He's like, this is a little abrasive, but it tastes fantastic. It's a, gri- <laughs> it's a, it's a little gritty. I- <laughs> it's cutting the roof of my mouth. <laughs> it's a little hot, I think. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great like way to cap off just like a little closing thing. And that's how you do a wraparound, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like, it, it's, it almost feels like, um... 
how anthology movies kind of begin and end uh, with a short little gag that may come back around at the end or you may get like an exit gag or something like that. Um, it's a wraparound. It reminded me of that, but it just feels, you know, I'm like this. I'm like this didn't suit the story, but I'm glad it was there. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It kind of solidifies it because it was like we've just been experiencing this whole night of horror, and this guy has been causing his own havoc on these poor fucking kids with like apples with razor blades in them, and then his fucking wife's like, "How do you like that, motherfucker? Happy Halloween, prick me." <laughs> oh, was that was that the implication is that he was doing this to kids? Yeah. Oh yeah, for years. Because I didn't. I don't think I actually caught that the first time. Yeah, because he he yells at Judy because um, when Sal scares him in the beginning, he drops all his fucking groceries, and then Judy's yeah. like, "Oh, let me help you," and he's like, "Get away from me, you damn little whore!" And um, she leaves him, and he's like, "I hate these fucking kids, but tonight they're gonna get what they deserve." And he's okay. got like an apple and a box of Gillette razor blades. All right, I totally forgot about that. As when this actually happened, while I was watching it. All right. Yeah, he's a real scumbag. I kind of want to see like. Like almost a trick-or-treat-esque departure from, like, the demon house and go into this town. Like, yeah, everybody's doing fucked up shit. And then, uh, cut to black. And that, that's it. Uh, so this movie rocked, but there's, I guess, I do want to, like, this movie has two fucking sequels and a remake, and, um... It does. Nobody talks about these movies. No, because they're not great. Um, Night of the Demons, the only one... Okay, so I only really remember the second one the best out of you know, two, three in the remake is the, is two because two was on television a lot when I was a kid. Um, and I remember some dude named Z-Bot. I know me and <laughs> in it. Z-Bot? Does he know Hollywood? I don't know, man. Maybe. <laughs> um, I remember the lipstick is actually a... It's kind of like a demon lipstick, and it goes up this chick's vagina, and she turns into a demon. That's how that happens. And then her tits, at one point, turn into two hands and grab this dude by the head and, like, crush it. Okay, that is fucking awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, I remember there being, like, really cool effects, but I don't know if the movie's any good. And three, I can't remember for the fucking life of me. It's just weird that, like, because... Like I said, I saw this movie once when I was, when I was little, and I thought that Suzanne char- and Angela's characters were swapped. They're different people. I just, it's, I find it weird that you have this, like, mask, you have this franchise mascot. Yeah, Angela, yeah. That no one really seems to ever consider. Yeah, because all I remember is Angela. Yeah, but it's like, oh, Angela's having another party? Well, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go, because the first one's so goddamn good. But guess what? The other ones aren't. And you know what else we didn't fucking need? The goddamn remake. First of all... Edward fucking Furlong. Yeah, no thanks, okay? Just no thank you. And Shannon Elizabeth's in it, too, as Angela. Which is just like... Oh, what? Yeah, and it's just like, okay. See, here's the thing. Like, with this film, everybody's very believable in all of their roles. And, you know, when you put somebody like Shannon Elizabeth, like, as the role of the outcast's weird girl, like, I don't buy that for a fucking second. Fucking joshing me. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> anyway, it's just one of those. It's just one of those movies where like they were like, "Hey, remember Night of the Demons? That was fucking stupid. Let's remake it and make it stupid too." Um, and it is. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, it's just gore. There's no, there's no good story to it. It's just garbage." And um, yeah, Edward Furlong's in it, and he's fucking awful. The movie just is just, it's just, it's just tripe. It, it's not, it's not good. You know, and like of the people I see in this cast list, like. I would have put Monica Kina as Angela as opposed to Shannon Elizabeth because, I don't know, like, I don't really know Monica Kina from 
anything outside of Freddy vs. Jason and that one movie where she got date raped and died and then her ghost hung around the party for a couple hours. Didn't see that. Sure didn't. <laughs> I saw it on Sci-Fi Channel. For some reason, I never turned it off. But uh, the 88 version of this movie fucking rocks and uh, that's, a, that's a shelf movie for me and if I have to pick a candy for it, um, I'm going to be very specific about this. It's a Reese's Fast Break Um which, for those who don't know what that is, it's a Reese's candy bar with chocolate, nougat, and then, like, I think more nougat, and then peanut butter, and then chocolate, and then nougat. <laughs> it's diabetes wrapped up. Um, this is king-size fucking Snickers for me. It has everything. It's got the peanuts, the nougat, the caramel, the chocolate, and this giant fucking bar of goodness that I never want to end. But sadly, it has to. Um, it hits all of the notes that you, that you want in, in a, in a, in a horror movie. And not only, not only just a horror movie, but this is very specifically a fucking Halloween movie. Like, I, I, you know, I'll watch this at any time of the year, but I specifically look forward to watching it for Halloween because this is like my ultimate Halloween movie. But it's also one of my fucking favorite horror movies like ever. Um, it just touches all it like touches all those sweet fucking notes and just and plays them all beautifully um from the cinematography to the to the score to the effects to the acting and just the tone the way it feels the 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 story i don't know everything is there um and it's delicious and uh i like it yeah uh, i mean i don't have a whole lot to add to that i pretty much agree with both of what you guys said uh, I will say mine is probably like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but like the Halloween version, a little pumpkin uh, Reese's cup. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. damn you. That's good. You know, you, you know, I always like a good Reese's cup. You know, it's one of my favorite candies any time of the year. But like kind of like Joe said, I would watch this movie any time of the year. But I specifically are talking about the pumpkin one because it is a Halloween movie. It is a movie I do want to watch in October. You know, once November hits. Yeah, sure. I'll put it on. But it's kind of like, you know, the quintessential Halloween horror movie uh obviously besides the titular halloween um it just it's it's really fucking good it's fun uh there's there's a lot of things that i notice every time i watch it that i didn't the previous time and uh, i'll be looking forward to watching it again next year uh no just to add it like i'm really glad we ended this month with this because if i had to sit through another medea or double double whatever the fuck um <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think I would have woken up and like just wanted to consider what like a 45 caliber tastes like. Um, this this was awesome and this was the best palate cleanser we probably could have had. And now that I've revisited this, like, fucking 20 years later, um, yeah, this is awesome, and I really love this movie. So that's it. That's Night of the Demons from 1988, directed by Kevin S. Tenney. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at Movie Dumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. They've only existed in spirit form. They're pure evil. They're demons. Kids, come on! You can't really believe this place is possessed. <laughs> nah, just repossessed. <laughs> For tonight, anyway. Hang on. Isn't there a little chancy? I mean, this is Halloween. All the creepy things are supposed to stop the earth. It deals with demons. 
demon resurrection of those forces which roam the forest and dark flowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant but are never truly dead. It's Halloween! Halloween! Have you forgotten? They're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a battle one gets scared. <laughs>